Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am wonderful. I'm glad I don't have a scene-stealing sibling to sock away my happy times. I'm sorry. My alliteration game is just not where it's supposed to be today. Does Danielle not listen to this? (laughs) No, she does not. She has no interest in The Simpsons. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. I think you're safe then. Uh. Hey guys, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for $2 a month. You get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, by the time you listen to us, there will be a new Rick and Morty uh, retro episode review up. Uh, so we're trying to constantly put out uh, stuff up there. Check it out. Uh, we are very thankful to everyone who supports us. This week's episode, it is Brother from Another Series, episode 4F14, originally aired February 23rd, 1997, written by Ken Keeler, directed by Pete Michaels, I'm guessing, or Michelle's, one of the two. Uh, this is his first episode. Would uh, he's he's worked on many many things uh, on Rick and Morty. Uh, now that I mention it, and uh, on a lot of other shows from the '90s, directed a lot of Simpsons episodes too. Uh, finished 39th in the ratings, a Nielsen rating of 9.1, approximately 8.8 million viewing households, the fourth highest rated show on Fox that week, following The X Files, King of the Hill, and Melrose Place. Melrose Place is still hanging in there, Matt. Are you worried? Well, it'll, it'll probably do that for another couple of years, and then we'll see it die the death it deserves. <sighs> rough. <laughs> it's a little rough for the, what did Melrose Place do to you? Well, you know me. Uh, it was boring and took away precious advertising dollars. Mm-hmm. For, I'm going to make you watch Melrose Place. That's what we're going to do. Uh, why am I not surprised you would do that to me? <laughs> the couch gag. Uh, the living room is upside down. And uh, the family goes and sits on it and then falls down because the the floor the ceiling is now the floor. Ha 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 ha! It's fine. It's fine. You know, it's a very simple kind of thing. I think yeah. they're d- doing every single permutation that they can with this. Episode um, guest stars: Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob and David Hyde Pierce as Cecil Cecil Terwilliger. No, it's just a Frasier reunion, and Geach was played by one of the dogs from Frasier. I th- wasn't there only one dog in Frasier. <laughs> I thought like one of them died partway through the series. Oh, I heard that dog was a jerk. I, I'm dogs are variable; they're like humans. I mean, I think it was probably the stress of being filmed on television probably didn't help its behavior. But I heard most yeah. of the, most of the actors didn't like that dog. It's like a Jack Russell oh. or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, Jack I'm, I'm, are... I'm gonna say this: I've I've never watched Frasier, not one time. I don't think I ever watched it on purpose, but it's been like on TV somewhere where I have been. My family was not a Fraser household. Well, if I don't know what that says about my family, we were just we were not a Fraser household. <laughs> we were no, we no. were like Seinfeld, um, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. Oh, those were always good. Yeah, Simpsons. That was me. Simpsons. That, Who would watch that? I know crazy people. Uh, the episode begins with the Krusty Prison special. This is a uh, clear reference to Johnny Cash's uh, uh, prison special. Uh, and even Krusty's even dressed like Johnny Cash, wearing all black and with his guitar, and, except he is singing about how privileged and happy he is and he, how he gets to live at home and doesn't have to live in a prison. Oh, Krusty, you really know how to sweet talk him. Uh, yeah, exactly. They they really, he really knows how to win over a crowd. Uh, Bart idolizes criminals. And Lisa, Cr- they get the job done. They, I mean, depends what job you're asking. I, about. yeah, I think it is variable. Uh, Lisa also it correctly pins. Part as a future criminal, I think. 
every within the heart of every criminal beats a heart of a, a young boy and your old boy and yes vice and, versa. Vice versa. And, and vice versa uh but crusty sees sideshow bob in prison and crusty is our surrogate as he is also completely forgotten all the things that sideshow bob has done in his long career as a criminal uh thankfully bob is uh is there to recap for us Hey, hey! It's my old TV sidekick, Sideshow Bob! Why, I haven't seen you in years. What have you been doing with yourself, Bob? Well, Krusty, as you may remember, after I tried to frame you for armed robbery, I tried to murder Selma Bouvier. Let's see, I rigged the mayoral elections, I tried to blow up Springfield with a nuclear device, and I tried to kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And whenever I could find a spare moment, I've tried to murder Bart Simpson. <laughs> He said tried. <laughs> oh, Homer. I, I don't know. I think the family itself is starting to take. Uh, I, I, I mean, we're at the point where Bob has been on the show a lot of times now. He is not new. Anymore. That's true. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, you have to, it takes him, you know, a good solid minute to just list the episodes he's been in. Yes. Look, all these things I've tried to do and all of them have failed, basically. Uh, so Bart is. I mean, Bob is still Bart's enemy, and still they still have this rivalry. This there's Bart is afraid of Bob. He runs away. Uh, <laughs> the the family initially is just going to send Lisa up there, but then uh, Homer and and Marge do join her in trying to ease Bart's worries. Uh, Homer Homer does not help at all. Oh, you have nothing to worry about, honey. Your mother's right, Bart. Sure, you're the one who ruined all of Sideshow Bob's criminal scheme. We're very proud of you, by the way. And sure, he's probably so insane with rage that he'd butcher you horribly if he could. But he's safely locked away. In a medium security prison. For life. Unless he gets out somehow. Which is impossible. Or so you think, except he's done it so many times before. Thanks for trying, guys. But Sideshow Bob wants me dead. And Sideshow Bob is an unstoppable killing machine. Unstoppable, man. Oh, I was hoping you'd get at least a little bit of Bob singing after that. Nah, I didn't. I didn't want to. Bob is immediately we cut to Bob singing a hymn uh, in the prison church. I guess Lovejoy must pull double duty. Uh, does church... Well, I mean, that's generally a volunteer position. I don't. There's some prisons that have full-time chaplains, I think. Possibly in the larger ones, but I don't feel like Springfield has that much of a prison population, despite what's in the background. <laughs> I was going to say, it seems sometimes those, they have like four different prisons. Well, they have the minimum security. Uh, they have a maximum security. They uh, say Bob's so in medium security that. right there. That's what Homer. Oh, that's right. Medium security. Yeah, that's what Homer says. And then they also have an, uh, 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 multiple insane asylums, mental health facilities. Which Multiple? knowing knowing I thought that was just Comwood. Isn't there one other one? I don't remember. I thought they had like a base, basically their own Arkham Asylum kind of thing. <laughs> Springfield Asylum. All right. I don't know. I swear it was mentioned in an ep- like it was. It was obviously just a one-off kind of thing that they needed for one episode. I think I can't yeah. remember. Uh, but they. I mean, they have lots of prisons, especially for a town so small. I'm I'm assuming they bus in pris- prisoners from other places. How, that's how prisons work in the real world. Why not in Springfield? I, exactly. And I think Springfield probably has a, a, a large portion of their population is uh, works as guards. Well, you'd need as many prisons as they have and as large as the population is. You would definitely need Yeah, that. exactly. You need those guards. And it, it helps, uh, you know, boost up their economy. 
Uh, but Bob is a model prisoner. He has seemingly reformed his ways once again. I also like Homer's basically like he is our surrogate for this in this view. He's like, come on, man. Bob's in this episode. He's going to get out. He always gets out. <laughs> it's true. You just got to make your peace with it. Yeah. And that's like he's like and Bart's like, I'm so worried. And Homer's like, well, sorry, he's going to get out. He does it every time, no matter what we do. Uh, and. <laughs> Homer's right again. Honestly, he's actually one hundred percent correct uh, about Bob getting up, because... which is weird. I mean, I mean, it's only happened once before. Exactly. There's only one recorded instance of the of the show that Homer's been right before. It involved Comet. Uh, but Bob is a good prisoner. He attends church and sings. Uh, Reverend Joy wants to sponsor him, being part of a work release program, and uh, we learn that. Uh, he has a brother, Cecil. Cecil and Bob have a a, a brief uh, conversation. That's that's pretty much why I, it. And they it's are very obvious. Hyde Pierce is, is Cecil. Yes, exactly. And I, and you know this begins the the kind of some subtle, some very not so subtle references to Fraser. Uh, and mostly Bob, not so subtle. Mostly not so subtle. Bob is going to work for Cecil and be uh, released, but. As he is released, the town is upset and angry, uh, rightfully so. He has tried to destroy it before, uh, but he makes a earnest plea to the gathered uh, mob. Bob is no maniac. He explained his reasons for trying to kill us all, and I assure you they were perfectly sane. My friends, please. I make no secret of my past. But isn't our system of justice based on the idea that a man can change? I have the voice check into that. I know I don't deserve another chance, but this is America. And as an American, aren't I entitled to one? Probably. Can't you find it in your hearts just to let me live and work in peace? Sideshow Bob hasn't reformed. He's pure evil. Oh, if only you knew what he was thinking. I hope they still make that shampoo I like. <laughs> that is definitely what I would be worried about. I mean, with a man with that much hair. That's true. You, you need a good... You. I mean, he probably has a go-to shampoo. Probably, It's probably rough on him in prison because he doesn't get the right shampoo. Probably, yeah, I would, prison he, is rough. You, you, you're terrible food, terrible toiletries. He probably needs conditioner just, too. I'd certainly. I, I mean, if I was Bob, I would definitely condition. Well, yeah. I mean, I would hope someone's filling up his commissary account, but you never know. I mean, I assume Cecil would, but maybe Krusty had to put some in there. Or, I mean, the Republican Party. You know, they're. That's true. They do owe him a stipend, I assume. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? I had a train of thought. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, the mob. Is a is omnipresent, and Bob, of course, like Homer says, talks him down. He deserves a second chance. Uh, we get the the uh his what it basically becomes sideshow Bob's music. Music we hear that uh again. Wait, where did we first hear that? That was uh, Kate, Black Kate, Widower. No, Kate Fear is the first time we hear it. I think because it is taken. Really? From, it is taken yeah. from Kate Fear. I think. Right, I mean, the enough. music is that same music is in Kate Fear. I know it's definitely in Cape Fear, but I thought it showed up earlier in uh, no, I mean, Black Widow. I mean, the, the actual but... movie Cape Fear 
they took it directly oh, from oh, I the, the actual movie. Oh, so you're you're almost certainly right then. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. They took it from the movie Cape Fear, so that's it. It wasn't in the very you know the first couple appearances of Sideshow Bob, but every appearance after that, that music <laughs> has has been used to a great effect. It really it I don't know it. Uh, I hear that music. I don't think of the, I don't think of Robert De Niro. I think of Sideshow Bob. I think he is he is t- basically yeah. taking control of that music. Uh, but for all for all intents and purposes, Bob is free, and we don't like. The, I mean, the episode is clearly trying to paint him as the as suspicious. We are supposed to we're supposed to be seeing Bart's perspective on this and seeing Bob as I mean as the guy who has done all those things before. He is going to try and do it again. I don't. I don't know. What... Well, yeah, I mean, recidivism is very high, even in Springfield. I yeah, I, I mean, I I think I again, I all these Bob episodes, I always think, I always wish I could remember how I saw how I thought when I saw them the first time. I have, you know, it's I've seen this so many times at this point that I don't remember whatsoever how I felt the first time I watched it, like because a lot most of them do have kind of inherent mystery attached to them, and I. I always wonder, like, did the first time I watched this, did I actually think that Bob was gonna was turning a new leaf, or was it just like lost in the mess of syndication? So I was just like, oh, Bob, it's a Bob episode. I don't, whatever. He's probably not gonna be free at the end anyway. So yeah, yeah, Bob, Bob always goes back to jail. Always. Spoiler for those of you who haven't seen this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, but with that, we go to commercial. And when we come back, we see Bob settling in with Cecil, uh, and we have a wine joke that probably would fit right in on Frasier. Something about a Rose on Segre and a Chateau Latour. Apparently the Rose on Segre tastes like orange drink fermented under a radiator, which, you know, I, I've tasted wine. I can believe that. <laughs> well, that, you didn't mention the Frasier title card either. Oh, yeah, that's true, because what does it say? I can't even remember. It says, it's like it's filmed Fra- in front of a no, live studio it, audience. It, no, no, it says uh, Frasier is a sitcom that airs on NBC. It's just very much like oh. they're, they're clearly like, yeah, we know exactly what we are doing. It is This is not. We want to make sure you know as well. Yeah, Don't write into us saying, yeah. hey, you just ripped off Frasier. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that one joke, there's a lot of those types of humor in the interplay between uh, Bob and, and Cecil. Uh, they are. Hey, the two guys who were on a show together for like a million years have good chemistry and work well together. So it's not crazy. Yeah. Uh, But we then cut to Bart asking God to kill Sideshow Bob. Oh, you didn't pull this, Matt? No, I didn't pull this. It's my favorite joke in this episode. Really? This one? Yeah. There's so many better ones. I I don't know. I I just love Bart's earnestness in this. And that little little bit where he's he's praying to God, he's like, and 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 like it's it's very charming. Homer's response is the best part, of course. Yes, it's very very charming because both Barge and Homer are listening in, like they're and they're actually pleased for, pleased about Bart's behavior for once. He's like doing what he's supposed to. He's you know he's being nice and praying, and he's like, please God, kill Sideshow Bob. And both of them are like, no, like one they act like Bart's prayer is like some sort of binding contract. Like, <laughs> like God has to kill Bob now because a little boy asked him to. And, and Homer's also his reaction of, if you want to do, like, don't have God do your dirty work. Uh, That's right. You do your own dirty work. It just, it, it, and Bart is, it's, it's not Bart being mean or anything or being like a jerk. He's earnestly like, I am afraid of this multiple, uh, multiple, uh, 
multiple time yeah. criminal. It is literally him or me. Yes, exactly. I don't. I don't know. I find it very funny. It just makes me laugh out loud every time. I mean, it's a good gag. Don't get me wrong. It's just by far not the best. Mm, you know, some of us can be right. Some of us can be you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, then we cut back to Bob and Cecil having dinner. Uh, Cecil is Springfield's chief hydrological and hydrodynamical engineer, uh, which does not impress Bob, uh, who has forgotten about the Cappadocians and their importance uh, they placed on uh, hydrodynamic engineering, which was uh, very important to them. I believe they lived in floodplains. Well, so, you know, kind of important. Well, for my research, it uh, Cappadocians were used mainly because they built a lot of underground cities. Oh, uh, interesting. However, they did not necessarily ha- focus specifically on uh hydro hydrological hydrological engineering and all that stuff they probably of course had to deal with it if they were building underground cities but it was not and it would probably be something very important to them probably underground city but i don't it was certainly i think it was just the writers like it it is kind of a stretch it's not like it is not like it's just a hammer a home run uh the that the Cappadocians were known for their hydrological engineering or anything like that i think it was just they were the closest of the ancient empires. Hey, 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 hey! They are still, still quite an achievement to build underground cities and all that. I'm not, and I'm not disparaging. And Cecil is Cecil actually? Uh, did he scam his way into that job, or is he actually educated in that? I don't know because I feel like the entire Twilliger family is more than intelligent enough to do almost anything. I mean, uh, in a clip coming up, we'll learn that Bob did not want to be Krusty's sidekick. He just happened to show up looking very regal and getting hit with a pie. And they thought that was hilarious because apparently the more respect you have, uh, the more hilarious it is to hit by a pie. So we don't even know what Bob's job was before he was Krusty's sidekick. We don't know what Cecil went on to be. I mean, Bob went to uh, Yale. uh, Cecil went to Princeton. I mean, they could probably do whatever they want. So I assume Cecil was a competent hydrological engineer up to this point. Okay. So speaking of which, hey, look, it's a clip. Aha! I knew it. You're still angry that Krusty picked me instead of you. I can't imagine what you mean. Oh, come now. You wanted to be Krusty's sidekick since you were five. What about the buffoon lessons? The four years at Clown College? I'll thank you not to refer to Princeton that way. The point is, you obviously still blame me for what happened at your audition. Thanks for driving me, big brother. These giant clown mitts are extremely hilarious, but they do make it difficult to shift gears. That's the title of Irma Bombeck's latest, isn't it? Number 73, you're next. Make with a laugh laugh. (laughs) Hey, children, meet me, Sideshow Cecil. Uh, next. Uh, I have prepared a pie-in-the-face take. Uh, All right, knock yourself out, kid. Al? Ooh. Free comedy tip, Slick. The pie gag's only funny when the saps got dignity. Like that guy. Hey, hell, pie job for Lord Autumn Bottom there. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's a genius. He's going to change the way we think about getting hit by pies. Chumley, you're hired. That pie hit your face. I saw my dreams explode in a burst of cream and crust. But I suppose I should thank you. After all, it led me to my true calling. Cecil, no civilization in history has ever considered chief hydrological engineer a calling. 
Yes, yes, the Cappadocians, fine. So, yes, as we just expounded upon, Cecil was wanted to be Christie's sidekick, but he got hit in the pie as a clown rather than a dignified person. So, I guess Sideshow Bob, when he was Sideshow, uh, dressed up whenever he got hit by pies? I guess that was his, his, his shtick. I don't know. We don't really, we didn't ever, we've never seen a lot of Bob as a, as Sideshow Bob. We've mostly seen Sideshow Bob. We've only seen Sideshow Mel. Yeah. Sideshow Mel, we've seen a lot more of him. Uh, I don't, I imagine every Sideshow has their own thing. Maybe Bob's was that he was, he would dress up all rich and fancy and then get hit with a pie, which I do agree is a a better act. And I, I mean, if the Cecil went to clown college and did all that schooling, it did not show up in his audition. Well, he went to Princeton. I don't know if you can call Princeton Clown College. <laughs> he went to the Clown College of Princeton. Oh, of course, of course. He had his master's uh, with a focus in pie pro, uh, uh, pyrotechnics. <laughs> Took me a second. You're going to cut that, aren't you? This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, <laughs> folks. I'm out of here. No. No, uh, no, actually, no, no, that's just no. what you want. We're not going to end this ever. <laughs> that's true. I, I'm trying to get here with the worst pun ever. We've got I will s- destroy Robbie's brain with a bad got, pun. We've got stories for years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, at this point, Bob asked what he's going to be doing. He's going to be supervising the work crew. And of course, uh, Bob is not too happy about this, but he has some idea of what's involved. Oh, great. Whenever a woman passes by, I suppose it will be my job to lead the hooting. Oh, yeah. Shake it, madam. Capital knockers. I'm sure there are lots of women would enjoy that type of cat calling, but hey. I don't think Bob is, uh... No, I, also, they're working on a dam. There's not pedestrians up there. No one's walking by. Well, you never know. Maybe it's near. Maybe it's nearby a road. I Bob doesn't understand. He, he's used to working in big cities, I guess. <laughs> they're not, it's, they're not doing, like, they're not working, like, on a sidewalk somewhere. They're working on a dam. It's outside of town. So luckily, Bob won't have to do that. Yeah, exactly. it's not part of his job description. Exactly. I think. I, so I don't know. We get to see Bob's medal as a manager. I, 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 I think he does a, a, a good enough job, honestly. He does, and he, as we'll get to it in a second, he reminds me of a lot of guys I've worked with. Uh, but we see that Bart and Milhouse are spying on Bob. They're doing a terrible job of it because Bob spots them immediately because of the glare off their. Uh, binoculars which come on guys seriously you need some anti-reflective coating on those things i mean that's the first thing you learn in sniper school <laughs> Jeez, kids yeah what, uh we then what, see what, what, sniper school man uh yeah you've never been to sniper school no i never have i'm not what educated. do you do with your spare time i don't understand i like i well i want i make podcasts <laughs> That's the, oh, of course, of course. Then, yes. then, in the post-apocalyptic world, Robbie will be continually making podcasts that no one will listen to. Remember, the, the, the important things about being a sniper, one, no reflections, two, no lights, three, always uh, have a, a spotter nearby for the uh, broad look and to uh, watch your back, and uh, four, always take into account the wind and occasionally the rotation of the earth. Easy peasy. Uh, so I was going to ask you, Matt, if you wanted to do some duos and player notes Battlegrounds, but I guess that's a yes. <laughs> I uh, I don't have time for uh, non-real sniping, Robbie. My my real life sniping job is this, oh, takes care is, of most no, of my is, time. It's practice. This is practice for your real life job. Oh, of course, of course. It's it's a it's a augmented reality kind of thing. I get you. Tax write off. It's work. Of course, it's work related. Uh huh. What are we talking? Speaking about? of work and pleasure, uh, we then see Bob on a date with Edna Krabappel, uh, which Bart ruins uh, because apparently Mrs. Krabappel announced her dinner plans in class. I almost captured this, but I was being a little uh, restrictive today. Uh, but apparently, you only get one chance with Edna Krabappel. 
I don't know why. It kind of seems like you have as many chances as you want uh, later I, in the series. I, but, hey. I don't know. I think it's just I I don't know. I, maybe one chance if you're Sideshow Bob. Yeah, it's true. Maybe, maybe Bob only gets one chance to prove he's changed. And uh, obviously, if Bart's still bugging him this much, he hasn't changed. Also, enough. she's disappointed when she learns that he actually as hasn't actually killed anyone. It's only attempted That's murder. That's true. It's true. He did try to kill the world's greatest lover, though. Himself. That counts for something. I, suicide isn't illegal, really, is it? I'm sure somewhere it's illegal. I, know, I don't but think you can't. Yes, it is. You can't. If someone does it, you can't punish them. I believe attempted suicide is is occasionally so punishable. Someone has world. some sort of illness, and so you're going to put them in jail. Yes, exactly. I mean that's what we do in the United States: if mental illness, addiction. We just throw them in jail. I mean, where what else do you get into with them, Robbie? <laughs> oh God, I depressed myself. Um, so, anyway, what, I, I why why we got to go on the heavy topics, man? I don't. Why is all uh, this? Because it's banging around in my head, and you have to suffer through it. Oh, good, excellent, my favorite. I don't know. I like. Uh, I like. I like this Bob. I like this everyday, normal, try to live his life, Bob. Honestly, I know he he's like Frazier, but way more interesting because he's interacting with real people and not caricatures. This is. I, I feel like this episode is Frazier taking input in a real job instead of a radio psychologist. <laughs> All right, I guess that's not a real job. No, I, it's really not. I think any job you get paid for is a real job, man. That's a good point. Uh, even the illegal ones. Anyway, uh, we then get to see Bob at his job, and he is having a few issues. Hello, brother. All's well, I trust? It most certainly is not. The workmen you've given me don't know their asses from the hole in the ground they accidentally blew yesterday. Come now, you speak as if they were a gaggle of slack-jawed yokels. Mr. Terwilliger, come quick. There's trouble down to the cement mixer, sir. See, cousin Merle and me was playing fetch with Geach. That's our old smell hound, and... Geach gone to heaven, Mr. Terwilliger. Oh, Cousin Merle, really? Temper, temper. You know Cousin Merle ain't been quite right lately. I'm telling you, Cecil, I can't take much more of this. Rustic workmen who've turned the sandwich on into a smokehouse. Coveralls that don't quite cover all. And a psychotic little boy who will not stop hounding me. This little boy right here. Sometimes I wish this dam would burst and bury this cursed town. Well, that was serious sounding. <laughs> uh, I mean, haven't we all wished that at one time or another? Kelsey Grammer's voice—he's—it's so good. It's—it's it's so such that the the air of menace and, and and threat when he gets angry, it's really good. I don't. It really is. How can he blame Bart? How can he blame Bart? Has been tried to been. been the victim of of Bob multiple times now. You, I would be. Everyone would be suspicious. Well, that's true, especially Bart. Like, oh, this is the the guy who tried to kill me. I'm going to catch him in the act this time. Get ahead of the game instead of having to run at the last second to save somebody. Uh, but you know, Bob. It's obvious to Bob that he has changed his ways. It's not obvious to everyone else. So I can see him getting frustrated in the town, still not trusting. It's one of those things. It just takes time to work through. So that's uh, that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, Bart and Lisa, of course, uh, are not, you know, discouraged by this. Uh, well, at least Bart is not. He drags Lisa along by telling her that they're going to Dairy Queen. And they dig through Bob's trash. Bob, of course, finds them because he's taking his own trash these days, uh, not living that entertainment lifestyle or politician lifestyle. Uh, he discovers them. He brings them back to Marge and tells, them, tells Marge that they are no more than a pair of ill-bred troublemakers. 
uh, Homer has, of course, eaten their dinner because Homer does. I really, so, I Homer's line, I hope Bob fed you because I ate your dinners. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's so great. Uh, at this point, however, Lisa is ready to give up. Uh, Bart is not. Uh, Bart has decided there's only one place they're going to find the evidence. And Lisa, of course, guesses the construction trailer where all the paperwork and important files are located. Uh, Bart, of course, is thinking of the haunted mine, but, you know, luckily he has Lisa there to correct him because it is not the haunted mine. I mean, that's a good Would second cool, spot though? to check. I mean, really, any crime could take place in a haunted mine. So, you know, that, like you said, second place. You check the first place, it's not there. You go to the haunted mine, you check there. After that, you have to do some more brainstorming. But when they get to the construction trailer, uh, they don't find anything at first. But eventually, there's a giant suitcase full of cash that should be in a Panamanian bank account under the somebody else's name. I mean, come on, guys. This Cecil is not that good at being a criminal, as we'll find out. You said too much, Matt. I know. I did say too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, while they're searching through this, uh, Bob comes in and... As the foreman, he should have keys, but apparently he doesn't, so he punches through the with the glass because Bob has anger issues, obviously. And uh, as he tries to get in, the we uh, the, 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 the 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 act ends and we go to commercial. When we come back, Bob has broken the window, uh, the broken the glass window in the door to cl- turn off the lights. He's very concerned about the electricity, apparently. Maybe they're still using incandescent bulbs. That might be it, uh, but. He is not fooled for very long uh, for by Bart and Lisa's. Uh, they're 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 hiding. They're, they didn't choose great spots to hide. Uh, they're they're quite easily found. But they also find they they have a briefcase full of money, and they are pretty sure that it's Bob's doing and all of this. And he, Bob is just confused. He they are they engage on a chase, but I don't. I think they're trying to paint it like Bob is like trying to hunt them down or something. But I think he is just confused and wants answers about what they're doing and what this briefcase is. And uh, they he finally does corner them uh, and reveal they reveal this briefcase full of money, which also like like you said, probably should not be relying on briefcases full of money to I don't think you I don't like embezzling i don't think necessarily works like that like you just get yeah you, you put it in a different account you don't actually take it out of the account. unless like you're getting cash under the table unmarked bills from someone maybe 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 the contractors maybe i mean he's probably working i would imagine he's working with the springfield mob on this because they've they've done i would similar, hope so they, i mean they've, they've done similar things that's true all that paint and shellac for springfield elementary well that's later on i suppose that hasn't happened yet technically Oh, that's true. Although, who knows? Maybe it has that. Maybe it happened before. It just, the episodes aren't aired chronologically. You know, they didn't happen in this order. Also accurate. Yep. Uh, but Bob sees this money. He's like, "What? Is, I, I, I don't." And and he's truly is innocent. And uh, Cecil shows up, reveals it's was his plan all along. Cecil was. Let's stop bickering and get out of here. This dam could collapse at any minute. One minute past sunrise, to be precise. Cecil? Once I blow up the dam, there'll be no evidence of missing concrete, and I walk away with 15 million. But everyone will know you did this. Perhaps. Or perhaps they'll blame the master criminal. You know, the one who's been working at the dam and has a grudge against Springfield. Now, I know Cousin Merle has had his troubles with the revenuers, but he's hardly a master criminal. Oh, you're referring to me. Yes, 
I'm framing you, and I'm doing a really excellent job, too. Wait a minute. This is all because I got to be Krusty's sidekick instead of you, isn't it? Off the record, yes. But officially, I did it for the money. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you always do it for the money. The money's almost always secondary. I, I was going to say, like, I like the... Uh, it, rem- it reminds me a little uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Reminds me of that whole... Yeah, I did for the money, but officially. But of course... There's always personal reasons. You gotta work that stuff in. That's true. I mean, he could have, uh, the, was a Simon Gruber could have stolen from any gold reserve, probably a lot of places that were easier to get to than, uh, New York and what well, the whole John McClane thing. But, you know, he killed two birds with one stone. Exactly. Uh, so Cecil leaves Bob, uh, Lisa and Bart to, uh, die inside of the, in the collapsing, exploding dam. Uh, however, Bob is, uh, doing his best to save the day. Hopeless. Utterly, utterly hopeless. Oh, I see. When it's one of my schemes, you can't foil it fast enough. But when Cecil tries to kill you, it's hopeless. Utterly, utterly hopeless. Well, if you kids aren't going to foil him, I'll have to do it myself. <laughs> Come on, quickly now. But for once, I'm not trying to kill you. I know it's an awkward situation, and I don't like it any more than you do, but you've got to trust me. Ah, what the hell. <laughs> That's what you say when your life is at stake. Ah, oh, what the hell, because you have no better option. I I mean, he does have no better option, and, and, and I don't know, Bob is... Bob is has changed, changed. he has turned a new leaf, he is... Uh, what's another word, another way to say those those things? He is a new a new man. And he is, and I think a good way to signal that is him willing to save Bart's life. Uh, not just, he could just leave Bart to die. Well, he could, but you know, he's, he's a changed man, Robbie. That, yeah, that would be bad. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but they, they do, uh, uh, get out of that room at least, and then are working their way to foil Cecil. Cecil's planning explosives. Uh, Lisa and Bob are examining the explosives. Um, do you know what you're doing? Lisa, you don't spend ten years as a homicidal maniac without learning a few things about dynamite. I I had to include that. That's very important. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, you go to prison, you learn all kinds of fun things, mostly about making bathtub wine, but, you know. I was going to say, I don't know about how much dynamite plays into it, but I assume that Bob is pretty well read. I'm I'm assuming he knows pretty pretty good amount about everything in in general. Uh, You're, you're, he's like you, Matt. He's a he's a he's a he's a um, he's an omni intellectual. That's an interesting word. I don't think it's a real word. Uh, I don't think so either. I, I just made that up, but I like it. Uh, I believe Bob referred to it as a polymath. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Renaissance man. Sure. Uh, but while Lisa and Bob are trying to defuse dynamite or cut the wires or whatever, Bart is sneaking up on Cecil, who is uh, about to explode it. Uh, he. A ten-year-old boy trying to take on a full adult grown man, even one of Cecil's uh, strength, probably not the wisest thing. Uh, Cecil eventually overtakes him uh, because he is uh, Bart is a ten-year-old boy and uh, is going to do what Bob never could and kill Bart Simpson by throwing him off of the the side of the dam, off of the cliff, I guess. Uh, but Bob is there to save the day once again. Cecil. And now to kill you. There may be a slight ringing in your ears. Fortunately, you'll be nowhere near them. I guess this is it. Thanks anyway. You know, I could snip the wires. 
We'd fall to our deaths, but we'd save the entire town. Alright. How would you like to do something incredibly noble? Do we have to? Yes. This means you can't ever try to kill me again, huh? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> joking, joking. <laughs> Excuse me. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Bob saves Bob saves Bart, uh, but they are left to hang from the dynamite. They cut the wire. They fall. Uh, they are saved by Bob impacting a metal pipe. I would right think. in the crotch. Yes. Ugh, I, again, That's a broken pelvis for sure. He yeah, wasn't walking after that. I don't. Bob's Bob's tough though. Bob was a sideshow. Bob can take cartoonish violence. He's been stepped well, on by. He's been stepped he's on by Simpsons elephants. Character, so. He's been stepped yeah, on by, by elephants. Times. Nothing happened. And I think that's again another uh, another uh, I guess lenience you have to give Bob episodes like the the kind of sometimes cartoonish violence uh, that are, that is present and I don't think you see nearly as often. Uh, in other episodes, Bob episodes, he he is a Looney Tunes character. I think we've covered that before. He is, well, he yeah. is, he is the he is Wiley Coyote, and so he can kind of absorb a lot of punishment. Uh, <laughs> Bob caught on a tube, crushes his pelvis. Uh, he's he seems fine to me, Matt. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, he should have crushed his pelvis and probably would have died. But you know, nah, he's fine. He's fine. He's a he's, he's a he's a okay. Uh, but uh, Wiggum. Uh, shows up the, with uh, Eddie and Lou, and they arrest Cecil, but Bob gets arrested anyway. But you can't do this! I saved the children's lives! I'm a hero! Tell them they'll live to regret this. You'll live to regret this! Oh, thanks a lot. Now I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, their banter is just the best. It's really, yeah, it, they really do a great job at nailing uh, the Cecil Bob relationship, which is really just an echo of the relationship in Frasier. Uh, and the two two actors, both David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer, obviously have tremendous chemistry from working together for, for so long. Uh, but it doesn't stop the dam from bursting, and the town is still flooded. Uh, but nothing happens, I guess, aside from Ralph yeah. being washed out Wetting of his, his house. Ah, uh, poor Ralph. Sure, must not, they must not have uh, had that much water behind it yet. I guess not. It was, I mean, they were still, maybe it was the like a, a, a drought, you know, there wasn't a, a lot of uh, buildup. Yeah. Must have been it. Bob and Cecil share a cell. Bob gets the top bunk. He's older, obviously. He's o- yeah, he's older. He should have the top, he should get the top bunk. I don't really, I don't see the charm in having a top bunk in prison. Yeah, I, I, I've always been a bottom bunk kind of guy. I like the top bunk, but I don't think I'd want the top bunk in prison. Maybe, mm. I don't know, it gives you a vantage point. It's true. It's, it's harder for people to attack you on the top bunk, I guess. But they're, I don't, I don't know, Cecil and Bob seem like they're relatively safe. You know, Springfield Prison, they're not in the maximum security prison. They're in medium, they're back in medium security prison, I assume. Well, yeah, I mean, they only tried to kill, you know, thousands of people. It wasn't a, it wasn't a medium security. It wasn't a violent, it, like, it wasn't a murder or anything. It was more of a, like, a kind of. Dis- That's true. It was more of, like, a extortion slash embezzling. It's a white collar crime. Yeah. Exactly. Probably minimum security, actually. I mean, that seems more like their speed. 
It's true. That's where they belong. I mean, that's where Sideshow Bob usually goes, is White Collar Prison, where there's not even no that gate. This asks And there's you crew. Go. He can always row crew. You can row crew. Keep your, I mean, Cecil probably should row some crew. Build up those muscles. Then he can take the top bunk back. That's true. He, he will beat anyone with his massive arms and legs. Uh, but that's how the episode ends. It's a it's a good episode. It's funny. It is an. I it's think very. They they did. At this point, I think they're starting to reach the ends of what they can do with Bob and still make it feel natural. Yeah. After this, he would have to seriously reform, and you just have to have him involved in wackiness and not get into jail at the end. But that's probably not going to happen. Nah. This. I mean, this is the last Bob episode, right? Yes, Robbie. It's the last Bob episode. <laughs> No, there's many more of them. And they I think some of them do stretch uh what feels natural to do with Bob as a character. But I think that this is them going like, well, what could we do with Bob? What's it is, I think, along the same lines of a lot of their season A episodes. They are, you know, of of the Oakley and Whitestein seasons where they are pushing at the bounds of what can work in a Simpsons episode, and they're like, Well, uh Kelsey Grammer is in a very popular show. Uh what's bring in his brother and have a br- they'll you know have that weird synchronicity have that weird parallelism have that weird uh like wink and a nod meta thing where they're like even having a basically a fraser title card in the middle of the episode have them in an apartment that looks a lot like apartment at fraser have them have their shared i mean the jokes that they would i mean bob is a you know he is a highfalutin he is a highbrow type guy so it's not that big of a stretch honestly in the first place I don't know. I've always enjoyed this episode. I wouldn't call it one of my favorites are great, but I've always really liked it. Yeah, like you said, it's very fun. Uh, the dynamic between David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer is really good. And, you know, anything with Sideshow Bob where he gets to stretch and do something a little different is always fun. Uh, again, not a cl- – I don't know if I'd call it a classic episode, but a really good one. No, and I think a lot of these episodes we have, we have touched on, like, they are interesting in – like, they're weird little interesting experiments – and they still have the chops of great writing behind them with great jokes and two great guest voices. I mean, Kelsey Grammer and David I. Pierce do both do a tremendous job. And, I mean, Kelsey Grammer always does a great job as Satcho Bob. His his voice is so dynamic that it's kind of hard not to like him, uh, even though he is a killer or an attempted killer, I should say. Really? You get an attempted <laughs> Nobel Prize in chemistry? Uh, but I will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, we do have a submission for my favorite episode. Uh, for uh, say from Joey. Uh, I hey guys, long time listener, first time emailer, big fan. I want to submit the brother from another series for my favorite episode ever. I was a huge The Simpsons and Fraser fan. Nothing makes me happier than seeing the two mix in this episode. Kelsey Grammer is as wonderful as always. Sideshow Bob and David Hyde Pierce nails it as his brother Cecil. What's not to love about my two favorite shows? Making a TV baby. Wow! It, it may not win the award of best episode ever, but it's certainly my absolute favorite. I'll leave you this warning: be careful. There's hydroelectricity in there. <laughs> it's a good line. I didn't, yeah, but it's did. different from regular. It is. It is. Well, there's water in it. You got to be careful. Yes. Water that's, and electricity. Okay. That's those are bad things to mix, and now they're together. That's what hydroelectricity is, right, Matt? Yes. That's that's yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Joey, for your, for your uh, response. He also welcomes. Well, welcomes me to Canada. Thank, thank you. It's very beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a submission for my favorite episode, uh, please submit it to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. And when we get to that episode, I will read it on air. Uh, next up, Matt, it is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. 
alt.nerd.obsessive. Constant News Group is where I comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group to see what people are talking about, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, see what they thought about the episode, if anything else was popping up. Uh, people really liked this episode. People like Sideshow Bob. Well, it's it's easy when you've got a character. Like, I feel like anytime an episode would focus on Sideshow Bob or a more prominent uh, Phil Hartman character, uh, it's it's fairly easy to get people on board. I I, I mean, there was a, a couple negatives. There's always a couple negative Nancys, but uh, mostly people were really happy with it and really liked it, thought it was funny. Uh, some people thought it mischaracterized Bob a little bit, but I mean, I don't... Bob is fairly elastic, I think. As a mm-hmm. character, as long as you nail, like, as long as you nail his kind of love of like high, like highbrow things, I think anything else you do with him is you can't allow for it. I, I think his 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 whims of like trying to kill Bart and take over the destroy the town and stuff like that have always been that they've just been whims. I don't really see him as like necessarily always have to be a villain. I think him being a hero in this episode in particular highlights that he doesn't need to be. That's true. I would, I would really like to see an episode with him as an incidental character who just kind of shows up and I, doesn't really do a whole lot. Haven't they done that before in later seasons? I don't know. I mean, there, there's the episode in Italy uh, where, you know, Sideshow Bob tries to kill them at the end. Uh, I was thinking more along the lines of like a red herring. Uh, they do the episode with Frank Grimes Jr., your favorite episode. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that is an episode, isn't it? That did happen. It, it did. That is it did not, have Bob in it. That's just some like fever dream that I that that happened, is it? It's a thing that they actually committed to and, and made spent. Unfortunately, not spent hundreds of hours making. But people like this episode, and I'd like it too. So they're good job, people in the past. Also, we have I just thought there was a very there's always, you know, some kerfluffles happening on the news group back in the day. And I just wanted to include one because it was very I a very funny rant that I liked a lot. Uh I'm just gonna read it. Here we go. Uh stop posting this where is Springfield stuff. I'm gonna also censor it. Uh, you are trashing this news group and driving it stinking crazy. Does everybody have 80 pounds of air pressure locked in their skulls? Get a life for the love of God, you freaking redundant, irrepressible nerds. You can't find one. Go take one at the unemployment office. Unless the world is turned upside down, you people have to be mentally ill to talk about this every day, never ending, day and night and day and night and day. And ah, this is a television show for crying out loud, you troglodytes. Day in, day out, day in. Where is Springfield? 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 And then a lot of uh, nonsense uh, gibberish characters all typed in a row. Uh thought it was very funny. <laughs> Someone finally kind of snapped because there's, it's a thing I've noticed since the very beginning of the news group is just people constantly, hey, new clues about where Springfield is. Some guy was just like, I'm tired you, of you'd it. Think, you'd think by season eight they would have been like, all right, they're never going to tell us it's not important. Let's move on to more important questions. Yeah. Like, how dumb is Homer? <laughs> That's another question that you get a lot. Along with those, the, the two is, the, it's top three is where, where is Springfield? Two is Smithers gay. Three is Homer getting stupider. There is no answer. Yes. There never and, will be. And yes. Uh, but that's about it for this group. <laughs> and multiple people responded to that dude. It's like, but where's Springfield? <laughs> uh, we can move on for next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week 
is what is the reference you didn't get until much, much later. Tons of answers. And I want to clarify something before I read these, read these answers. I've had multiple people uh, on our Facebook message board ask why I don't read Facebook answers. I read mostly Facebook answers. With some Twitter yeah, thrown, say, like, mostly Facebook with some Twitter thrown in the end because I f- I basically weigh it to the ratio of the answers I received. We usually get a lot of Facebook and some Twitter and a handful, maybe one or two or three of email responses. I try and wait, throw them in proportionally. Don't really keep track of. I try and keep new names moving in and out. Uh, but guys, the first like ten every single week are Facebook. So don't like if I just say someone's name and there's no handle attached, that's a Facebook answer. I try to be very equitable. But I, multiple people, I've had people going, why don't you include a Facebook answer? I'm like, I include a lot of Facebook answers. Lots of them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, first from Joe. Uh, just recently, I figured out that In the Garden of Eden wasn't just a parody of In it a Vita. That was the original words. The lead singer was just totally wasted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Holly, Rocky 2 plus Rocky 5 equals Rocky 7, Adrian's Revenge. Uh, having never seen Rocky, my brother, Robbie, filled me in that Adrian is Rocky's wife. I howled laughing. Uh, from John, uh, I didn't get the completion joke. What was not said until several years later uh, from uh, uh, Hurricane Nettie. I'm Dick Tracy. Bam, take that prune face. Now I'm tr- prune face. Take that. Tr- <laughs> t- yeah, I'm prune Tracy. Take that. Yeah. Wonder what he would have said. Uh, from Chris, definitely Sneeds feed and seed. Formerly Chucks. Always makes me laugh. Uh, from Jonathan, as a child, do not. Do you come with a car? Oh, you. Uh, still didn't stop me from reciting it. There's a lot of things you don't get as a kid when you watch The Simpsons until you watch it later. Yeah. Uh, from Sarah, one that fully passed me by until your podcast, uh, The Shopkeeper, Interest for Horror 2, saying he was once president of Algeria. Uh, Justin, in Summer of Four Foot Two, the joke about Gore Vidal kissing boys. Girls kiss girls kiss boys, Lisa. Boys kiss girls. Uh, from yep. Valerie, mm. what are you saying, Matt? I was going to say that those those things, uh, the same things never happen. Nope, nope. That's that's just the way it works in Marge's world, at mm-hmm. least until the episode where uh, uh, Patty gets married or almost gets married. Uh, Valerie at Rouge Bonsai. Uh, many of the Beatles references in the B-Sharps episode. Uh, boyfriend made me watch the anthology. Now that whole episode makes more sense. Yeah. This almost like that whole episode is like a Beatles reference. Uh, from John at John Wynn 51. Uh, no idea what the Betty Ford Center was when I first saw this episode. Now I'm checking in. Uh, G unit at Cypress GU. Uh, the whole Spinal Tap thing. I thought they were legitimately serious band when I saw that episode. I mean, I they're legit. They are a legitimate band. They're not a serious band. No, they are legitimate though. Uh, they're all they all play instruments. Uh, Zardu at Twenty Man Seventeen. Uh, series thirteen, episode nine. Marge Philly ketchup bottles with sauce. Do you do it with relish? No, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. That's just a good subtle joke wordplay joke there mm-hmm. uh bro cartoon at bro cartoon uh bart's a clockwork orange reach for the cupcakes the internet had to tell me what it that's what it was there's a lot of simpsons joke the internet fills me in uh steve uh at galileo 908 i was a stupid kid and thought Rand mcnally was a real place yeah <laughs> didn't we all at one point i, I mean didn't we all it's all a real place in our heart. I think that's important. Uh, finally, from Russ, in the second part of Who Shot Mr. Burns, Mo asks Homer if he wants to help te- help tear down Burns' sunblocking device. Homer's response is, sure, I've had it up here with these damn rickets. Uh, he then walks towards a bow-legged. When I watched, I didn't know what rickets were, and I didn't bother looking it up until much later in life, and I was instantly delighted when I realized it. Matt, what is your answer? I gotta go with Chucks. I honestly didn't... I don't even know if I got that until we started the podcast, to be honest. Just because... It's very, eh. it's subtle. It's a subtle thing. It's a subtle it thing. It is because uh, you don't. It's a sign gag on top of it. It's not even. They don't even call out attention to it. It's just a quick 
sign gag, and then I think later, like all the sign gags, people later on are like, "Wait a minute, what's what is that?" Wait, if you replace that with that, oh, uh, I get it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of answers with this. So, like doing this podcast is really like every week I go, "Wow, that's a thing I didn't realize, or I didn't know what that was." Uh, one off the top of my head, one I like a lot is "Hooray for Everything." Yeah. And what they're that the real life up with people, the real life, the that the weird, yeah. the thing that was in real life, and how I don't know how strange that was. Uh, the, like those, obs- it's those obscure things that I like the most. Like because yeah. I don't know, we are in an age where there's everything in pop popular culture is instantly digested and consumed and instantly explained. And I think a lot of the charm in The Simpsons back in the day was there wasn't. It wasn't as readily available, readily accessible, especially to if you're a kid and watching it. So a lot of it was like mysterious references you never understood. And now looking back and it, it's like very interesting to see all these weird, really weird, obscure things. Next week's question. What is your idea for a Sideshow Bob episode? Ooh, that's a good one. Give me, pitch me, guys. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe the Simpsons writers will listen to this and steal one of our ideas. Uh, I will post this question on all our social media. Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod. Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. And you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, it is time, as Matt has mentioned, for me to lose at trivia. It is time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I will each challenge each other with three, qu- three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Uh, we have a wager... For this season, whoever loses must record themselves singing a Simpsons song of the winner's choosing. I'm certainly going to win. There's no way I'm going to lose this, even though I'm down double digits and we're over halfway through the season. Right, Matt? That's true. I'm I'm just going to forfeit now. No, It'll be easier that I, way. I, no, I, I do want to attain a victory. I want to win it fair and square. Uh, I have an easy question for you, Matt. Are you ready? I'm ready. These are all from Marge's Sun Poisoning, Season 17, Episode 5. Okay. Marge buys a tandem bicycle. Who rides it with her? I believe it would be Bart. That is correct. I've actually just recently watched this episode. Uh, I'm sure no! I'll still have to care No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, all right. All of your questions are from Jaws Wired Shut. Okay. Are you ready? Your easy question. Who is injured in Jaws Wired Shut? That's Homer. I know that one. Uh, that's correct. That's a good episode, actually. I think that's a good episode. It's surprisingly, yeah. Okay. It's one of those you don't expect. Your medium question. Okay. Bart and Marge ride to what neighborhood in Springfield? What neighborhood? Okay. What's it called? Oh, it's, um, oh, they go to the tea house. What's the tea house called? Um, I can't remember a name. All I know it was the unincorporated part of the county. It has a name. You're looking for like. The village name? Yeah, I don't know. Springshire. Springshire, of course. That makes total sense. <laughs> I don't know. It's British. It sounds, yeah. it sounds like the Hobbit. Yeah. All right. Your medium question. How does Homer injure his jaw in Jaws Wired Shut? He runs into a statue that punches him. Who is the statue of? I That wasn't your question, Matt. You asked me how I got injured. He runs. It's Dredrick Tatum, but he runs into a statue. All right. Fair enough. Gotta be more particular about your questions if you want me uh-huh. to give the exact details. Okay, hey, that's that's a vague question. I guess to specify how detailed I need to be. You should do it in the initial question. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Your final question, your hard question, Matthew. When Marge buys her tandem bike, Homer buys a dumbbell. What? what no. Who does Homer buy his dumbbell from? Oh. Who does he buy it from? Oh, man. Um, it's just not coming to me. Oh, yeah. Who does he buy it from? Um, let's say uh, the, the strong man from the fair. What is his name? Yeah, I, I don't know that part. <laughs> his name is Robusto. Ah, Robusto. Robusto, of the world's strongest man at the Paradise Pier. Uh huh. All right, Matt, give me a hard question. All right, your hard question. What does Marge do uh, to liven things up at the end of Jaws Wired Shut? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Liven things up. Does he break his jaw again? I want to say or something. That's what Marge does. I don't, okay. I don't. I want to. I know she loves Homer being silent. There's there's a lot of drama about him being quiet at, at first, and then she. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Breaks, okay. Tries, uh, she, tries to break his jaw again. She jo- goes. To the, she joins the demolition derby as a competitor. Oh, okay. That, I don't remember that whatsoever. Yeah, uh, that's just like it's too quiet around here. I need to. Uh, I need some, add some ex- excitement. Exci- yeah, add some excitement in my life. Yeah. Okay, uh, that I I'm I, hey I gained. That's all that matters. I, I gained you on gained you. Two points. Yep, that's I mean I'll take that every week. If I do that every week, I can work my way back. Yep. Uh, I do have some bonus questions for you though, Matt. All right. These are from John. Uh, these are Troy McClure quotes. I want you to identify the episode that they came from. Oh Lord. There, this is this is a this is hard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Okay. To you. This is hard. These are all very difficult. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Uh, hi, right. I'm, hi, I'm Trey McClure. You might remember me from such telethons as Out With Gal 88 and Let's Save Tony Orlando's House. Oh, man. I have no idea on this one. I, 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 I could have literally finished your sentence, but I have no idea what episode it's from. Families watching a telethon. Right. Marge on the Lamb. Oh, okay. Yeah, still don't remember that at all. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from so much public service videos as designated drivers, the life-saving nerds, and phony tornado alarms reduce readiness. Okay, that's the one where... Um, oh, it's where Homer gets his lesser... Oh, uh, 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 Duffless. Sorry, it is Marge Be Not Proud. Oh, oh that's right. It's because it uh, completes his plea bargain with uh, Full Locker and Beverly Hills. Dang it. Uh, here we go. Oh, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such health, self-help videos as Smoke Yourself Thin and Get Confident, Stupid. That is, uh, is it March Gets a Job? Is the name of the episode? That is the name of an episode. Okay. But that's not the answer. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Self-help videos. Uh, oh, no, that's, um, Brad Goodman episode. What the hell is the name? That's, um. yeah, that's, a, that's what it's called. It's called the Brad Goodman episode. I have no idea what the name is, but that's that's the episode. Bart's inner child. That's right. Dang it! You got it right. You know. I I mean, technically, you you, you knew it, that is the correct episode. Just, you can remember the title. Uh, we got hi. I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such medical films as Alice doesn't live anymore and Mommy, what's wrong with that man's face? Um. Hmm. Medical films. Is that Homer's triple bypass? Nope. Oh. It's a good guess though. I got nothing. It makes sense in a roundabout way. Lisa the Simpson. Oh, that's right, because it's about DNA. It's like, oh, can I change my DNA by sitting on the microwave? 
Uh, here we go. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such instructional videos as mothballing your battleship and dig your own grave and save. This one is Marge gets a job. There you go. You got it. That's right. Uh, here we go. Hello, I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as The Boat Jacking of Super Ship 79 and Hydro, The Man with the Hydraulic Arms. Sorry, could you repeat that real quick? How much of it? The whole thing? Just the first part. Hello, I'm like Troy McClure. You, you, might remember you might remember me from... From such films as... Just films. Uh, I got nothing. No, no. La- Lady, Lady Bouvier's Lover. Oh, of course. And finally... Hello, I'm actor Troy McClure. You kids might remember me from such educational films as Lead Paint, Delicious But Deadly, and Here Comes the Metric System. Um, oh, um, uh, Bart's Friend Falls in Love? Correct. Oh, yes. Good job. These are hard. They are. They're difficult. But they have little clues in them. They have little, most of them have little, little bit, little bit of a... Yeah. Uh, a That's hint. why I was asking, like, if it's just a movie, you're like, well, I'm screwed. But if it's an like educational film or something like that. Yeah. Um, that'll do it for our trivia for this week. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Hmm. Where do you think this one goes, Matt? Well, I'm looking at, I, I believe, what our, our last Sideshow Bob episode, which is Sideshow Bob Roberts. And I I like this episode a lot, but I don't think it's as good as that. I don't think, I don't, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's good and funny. It's a weird little experiment. I would, don't think I would rank it particularly high. Uh, not through. So this is also somewhat of a spiritual crossover uh, with Frasier. So where would you put it versus the Springfield Files, which is a spiritual, well, more an actual crossover with the X-Files? I would put it below the Springfield Files, but... That's yeah, just because true. I kind of like I I have I've seen the X Files I I know the X Files I don't really know Frasier that much I like all my enjoyment of this is just because I like Sideshow Bob a lot um, yeah. I would probably hmm, it's a tough one um, no. I'm looking just below Springfield Files somewhere around you know Sweet Seymour Skitter's Badass Song or you know A Millhouse Divided I hmm, I'm I'm really struggling with this. Um, feel like I'm like gone Simpsons blind or something. Uh, because I would put it much lower. I think. I think where it's, that's where I'm at. I okay. probably, I think I. I don't know. I think I put it like in the 60s somewhere. I can see that. That's see that. that's where I'm looking. I don't know. I feel like. I, I feel. I really like uh, Skinner's Badass Song. I think. I think that I, all these episodes are like maybe like. In like near near Bart's inner child or two thousand and one Greyhounds somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like two thousand and one Greyhounds is a pretty good analog for this. Uh, it's just it's a it's an enjoyable episode. There isn't a whole lot of real you know interaction between characters. It's just hey, we're gonna do a funny one hundred one Dalmatians parody. Yeah, I don't know. That's I think that this is like a a madcap caper, but it doesn't have I don't know. It it I think wears its age a little bit. I think it's still very funny, but I don't think it has much besides that. I think it is, it is starting to wear on the Bob 
Bob's presence. And it is like, it's relying on, like, you notice how a lot of the jokes in it are Homer going, well, of course Bob's going to break out. And how, like, he is just used to Bob being a member of the cast, basically. It's not, no one else is surprised about Bob's behavior or anything. Everyone else is just like, yeah, this is normal. And Bart is the one who's, like, still, like, somehow, like, Bart is still having to treat this like it's serious. While no one else is. Bart, Bart and Lisa, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Everyone else just is like, yeah, Bob's back. Woohoo. Uh, we got over it. But I don't, I think that you can do that one time or twice, but you do it more time. And like, it's even here, I think it's feels like it's starting to wear a little bit, get a little, like, get a little bit tired. I think that's my, my, my hesitance with it. I just, it's hard for me to gauge it because I don't think, like, I, I don't, the Frasier does nothing for me. Not, and nothing against Frasier, just have never watched it. So it's a cultural touchstone that I just am not a part of. Well, maybe you should. I probably should watch it, honestly. It's probably a show I'd like. If I, I like this episode, I'm sure I'd like, I'm sure I'd like Frasier. Um, probably. I, okay, I love Lisa. Is it better than I love Lisa? Mm, I love Lisa. I would say no. I really like I love Lisa a lot. Okay, how about Homer and Apu? I can see it being better than Homer and Apu. Mm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really struggling. Um, so above Homer and Apu, is that what you're saying? I would say above Homer and Apu. Yes. Okay, that's fine. I think we're, I'm just gonna go with your thoughts, Matt, because I'm, I'm like, I don't know what's happened to my brain, but I just, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I don't like vehement, vehement, vehemently disagree with that or anything. It's just. I just don't feel strongly about this episode, I think. I think that's really where I'm at. It's mm-hmm. not like where I go, I think this is great, or I think it's bad. I think it's just, it's good, it's funny. I think 59 is good enough, a good, as good a spot as any for it. Um, yeah. Which would put it right below I Love Lisa, right above Homer and Apu. Uh, number one on our list is still Cape Fear, holding tough. And our last episode right now is Homer's Odyssey, number 159. Which I, I want to stress, I, I think I answered to reply on Twitter about this. Uh, I don't think Homer's Odyssey is a bad episode. I just think it's the worst episode so far. Definitely agree. I don't, I don't think we've I don't think we've had a bad episode yet. No, no. I mean, I we're getting are, there though. Some are better than others, but yeah, it's, we're we'll get some, there's I, there are bad Simpsons episodes. We have not watched one yet. I I I stayed there. Uh, what's our next episode, Matt? Well, let's see our next episode. I can get to the right tab is oh my sister my sitter very interesting episode yeah le- some Lisa Bart action there haven't it's been a while since we've got like a real Lisa episode yeah we had what, Lisa's date with density is probably the last one yeah it'll be interesting yeah should be haven't watched that one in a while uh it'd be nice to watch it again uh you can find this list on our website simply the Simpsons show.com links to everything there our Facebook, our Twitter, our RSS feed, uh, links to our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple dollars, we'd obviously appreciate it. It helps us out, helps the show keep going, helps us helps keep us ad-free. Um, I think that'll do it for us today. You can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, you can check out my other podcasts, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And The Serial Fanaticist about lots of stuff. The last episode was about Lucha Underground. The next one's going to be about The Prisoner. A lot of stuff. I always enjoy talking about random nerdy things. Matt does not participate in, in social media. Unless you're a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. 
That's true. However, I have been working on my sonar capture machine. So all you need to do is get something that can create incredible, powerful sound waves uh, underneath the water. I mean, yeah, you'll blind a few submarines in the process, but, you know, you'll get your message to me, uh, preferably Morse code. You know, we can work out a, a, a step up system for, you know, uh, bit rates later. But, yeah, that's the best way. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the Zipsons. Shh.